So when you hit that rock bottom moment, I think you, it doesn't matter if it's with your career or your relationships or whatever, you're at rock bottom and you're at this place where you just feel like you have no one, you're completely alone and you're just faced with yourself. Like you're faced with all those inner demons that you have and we all have them. And I feel like this is the defining moment of where people either blossom into this amazing person or they go down even further and they go down the wrong path. And I think when you're, when you're at the rock bottom, you have to make it like a choice there. Hey, Wiki Hunters, welcome back to the Art of Photography podcast, where we talk to other photographers and share their journey and how photography have given them hope, purpose, and happiness. And today we have somebody from the Canadian Rockies, someone who's really good at taking self-portrait. Sarah, how are you doing, Sarah? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me come and do this. I'm really excited to be here. No, I'm very excited to have you. And I've been uh, following your work, um, you know, ever since I got into the NFT world. And it's, uh, it's, it's incredible. Uh, you know, your, your, your art is just great. And uh, I love the commitment that you put in to get those <laughs> self-portraits. So, yeah, I'm so glad to have you here. Um, now, before we get started, um, can you give us a short introduction of who Sarah is? Okay, yes, I can do that. So in this current moment, this year, we will say, I am a self-portrait and landscape photographer. I've been a photographer for 12 years, but the self-portrait part has definitely just been in the last few years. And I do pretty much every photography, or at least I have done it all. Right now, what I'm doing for work is I do photo tours, NFTs, YouTube, that's a big one as well. And just focusing on those uh, with my photography and just trying to grow it and working at it every single day. And that's pretty much me in a nutshell. And how, wait, how could I forget this? You may see me around in a yellow dress. <laughs> yes. You, that's a pretty important part. You, you call yourself the bananas. That's the banana. Uh, it's, it's hilarious. It's great. That's, uh, that started in the NFT space. <laughs> that's where that came from. So how did that come about? What's uh, why the bananas? I'm not sure. I just, everybody was talking about, I, I think, you know, like with the apes, the board apes, because the banana was a thing with them as well. And I just saw everybody talking about a banana and I was like, well, I kind I am a banana. <laughs> I dress up as one all the time. And then it just took off from there. So now everyone pretty much refers to me as the banana. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really funny when, it, when that comes about. It's, uh, it's just so funny. And um, so what, what, makes you, what makes you love photography? Why, you know, you've, doing, you've been doing this for 12 years, you say, right? 12 years, yes. And yes. Um, you're still here. And, yes. you know, um, you've done a lot of different stuff. And I know, you know, like um, doing YouTube and, you know, getting all this thing happening, is not easy. So what makes you what makes you fall in love with photography and what makes you stay as a photographer? Ooh, that's a good question. OK, so both I have an like it's the same answer to both of those questions. Why I love it is I was just actually out shooting the other evening and it was a really great reminder of why I love it. Just when I was done shooting, the feeling that I had of just creating something was so good. And like I noticed when um, I was shooting, I was so you know invested in my camera and the process of creating the image. I was thinking about nothing but that moment and creating. And that's why I love it. And that's why I keep doing it because it's it, when you're doing it, you're out there in the field creating things. You're in a mindful space that no problems can enter, no people can enter. It's just 
the camera and you and you're focused on something that is that that's why that's why I love it that's why I'm going to continue doing it wow it's as simple as that eh like yes basically <laughs> yeah. the whole what do they call it? The the whole meditation of being a yeah. photographer, being there with the nature. So do you get this feeling when you like do a different type of photography as well? Because, uh, you know, you say like you have done a few different genres as well. Um, does, does that give you the same feeling or is, uh, you know, is the, the landscape and the self-portrait are the one that give you the most and that's why you're doing it? That's a tough question to answer. I'm because, OK, I've have photographed everything like I, I have worked in all of the genres. I think just creating no matter what gives me that feeling like it honestly doesn't matter if it's a landscape or if I was shooting a wedding. Well, wedding is a lot more work. So, but when I'm creating images for them, I'm pretty excited about it. I think it can, can be anything and I'll feel pretty happy creating it, but I just gravitate towards like landscape with the self portraits because that I feel like that's my heart and it best represents like who I am and what I want to build. But yeah, I could probably be shooting anything and have a good time. It's just the creation, like the, the whole process of creating something is what keeps me there. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, uh, I think um, I, I don't know many people that can say the same thing, you know, about enjoying the whole genre, but uh, it's, it's good that you're enjoying the whole thing. And um, I, um, you know, I myself have tried a whole bunch of different things and I don't think I could say I enjoy everything. So uh, yeah, that's good on you. Um, well, it doesn't, whatever I'm photographing, like I, I do it in my style. So like just thinking back, I used to photograph family shoots and I remember just, I loved like, I mean, there's the whole point of customer service. That's not always the fun part, but like even just bringing back their images to edit and creating something really special. I just loved it. I loved being absorbed in that. Oh, that's awesome. And um, so do you have like a certain moment that you can pinpoint that makes you like that, that reminds you of how you started photography in the first place? Like what was that one moment that make you pick up a camera? Um, like for me, the, the, the first thing that made me um, follow my passion was when I went to Europe and, you know, it was a five weeks trip and, you know, it was a great trip, but I I was so disappointed when I came back, you know, with my photos. So do you have a moment like that that makes you say, you know what, this thing is awesome and I want to do more of it? Yes. So this goes back to when I started photography, like when it all began, the whole journey. It's kind of funny because it's backwards. Like I didn't pick up a camera first. I actually found Photoshop first, which not many people do. Mm -hmm. I know. So I was on a, this was such a long time ago. I think I was 22 or 23 and I was on a date and I remember we were just sitting on his couch. We were having some drinks, just hanging out, listening to music. And he brought out, he brought up Photoshop. So he was a photographer, but just like a hobbyist photographer, not, he didn't do it professionally, but he liked to make um, album covers. So he would go and photograph like barns and I don't know, just anything. And then he would come to Photoshop and, you know, layer it and put textures on. And I just loved watching this process of him creating something. So I asked him, I was like, Oh, could you help me get this program for my computer? So I got Photoshop. I didn't have a plan to be a photographer. I just wanted to play around. Like I'm, I'm a little bit computer nerdy anyways so yeah I got photoshop and then I was like well what am I going to do from here I need to I need something to work on so I found my parents like old vacation point and shoot in the cupboard and I was like okay and I just went outside and I started taking photos of things like 
everything, even jewelry. I would photograph jewelry. I loved to like, I loved playing around with depth of field when I first picked up the camera. Anyways, that was it. Yeah. And so you have yeah. everything on F2.8, I would be guessing. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't remember, I can't remember what the point and shoot, like what it would go down to or what. Yeah, I don't know. But I just, I just remembered I, I picked up the camera and again, it was that feeling of I'm creating something because I think like my backstory and I was coming out of something that was quite, I guess, traumatic in a way. And then when you latch on to something, when you're feeling so alone, it's like the camera gave me purpose again. And I for like I am forever grateful for that moment because it breathed like life back into me. And then it put me on this path that, and now I'm here. Like, it's amazing. The whole journey is really, really incredible. That's incredible. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, not only me, but a lot of other photographers um, are the same thing, right? Photography have kind of something that, you know, um, uh, what do you call it? Like um, basically help them to give them a new purpose, a new direction in life. And it looks like I get, you know, we see the same thing in you. And what was, what was that like? Like, you know, like, um, you know, from your, you know, the experience that you said that was difficult and then, you know, moving through and then, um, being where you are today, I know that, like you know, the the, the transition, especially, it's never easy. So, um, would you be able to share a little bit about that, and um, maybe perhaps give some inspiration to our listeners? Yeah. So, I mean, I come from because this is pretty, uh, like, a pretty big part of my story, and I do share it quite a bit. So, I come from like a family of abuse. There was it just wasn't a childhood to grow up in, and. Um, like I'm in, I'm in a lot of therapy now, which is amazing. It really, really helps me. But I, what I've learned is that, you know, if you're not coming it from a stable home, you don't really know what to do. You, you don't know what path to go on. It really, really messes with you. And I guess I just didn't, I didn't ever know who I was. And I was so like, I was into relationships way too early on in life, you know, way too invested with men and it just wasn't good. So I didn't, I didn't know who Sarah was. So when that moment, when I picked up like the camera and I just kept doing it, honestly, it was like, it, it was just this moment of, okay, this is me. This is who I am. This is Sarah. And then it like the camera alongside of my own growth, like it plays a really big part in who I am today. It's, it's wild to see that. And because of, because of my past, I just, I don't know, I feel like I latched on to photography because it was finally something that was mine. No one else's, not my parents, not my, not a boyfriend. It was just me and the camera. And yeah, it's an amazing feeling. That is such a, an inspiring story. Um, you know, like, um, I think <laughs> it, a lot of people don't know where, you know, who they are and where to go. And, you know, coming from uh, a past that's quite difficult like yours, it's, it's just incredible that how you're able to turn that around. So, you know, massive congratulations to you and, you know, massive kudos to you for making that happen. That is uh, very inspiring. So yes. if, if I were to um, just, you know, uh, hypothetically, if, if, if you can no longer... Um, touch a camera um, how would life be oh man if I could no longer <laughs> talk well, obviously that could become a reality for anybody really I mean I'd accept it it would definitely suck but I would I would have to obviously change career paths which I probably know what I would already want to do it would really suck I just I I, I feel like I could handle it for a little bit but I feel like I would start really missing it I would yeah. That's, yeah, it, it's funny, yeah. right? It's funny how a camera, something that is so simple, that basically capture 
lights and shapes can uh, can really change our life and can really give us new identity, new hope, yes. new purpose. Yeah. So I, I'm so glad that you share that. Um, you know, I think that uh, that that is someone that um, you know it, that is something that people kind of um, maybe aware but not exactly latch onto. So one of the things that I find most people, well, most people kind of never follow through with photography, right? Is because they kind of buy a camera. Um, they, they start taking photo with their phone. And it's like, oh, this is awesome. And then they like, they buy a camera. And then after a while, it's like, you know what? This is too hard. It's not working out. You know, I can't, I'm not good enough. I can't take photos like all these great people do. And it looks like you have pushed through that, that, that time or stage and get to where you are right now, which is, you know, incredible. Um, you know, 12 years of being a photographer is just absolutely incredible. And there's so much commitment to it. So what are, do you ever go through some struggles while you, you know, like while you're learning and, you know, carving your path into this photography world? And um, how, how did you keep track of it? Like, sorry, how do you stay on track and keep going um, to where, where you are today? Yes, I definitely go through struggles. I go through struggles with how much, um, obviously things change. Like it, it's a kind of like you learn, you learn social media, you learn how to operate the camera, you learn how to create art, you learn all these things. And then you're kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm set. I'm good. Now you, you just want to keep doing that. But it just seems like it, there, uh, there's always something new. There's always a new thing to learn. And I find that that I really struggle with that because I, since I've been a photographer for 12 years, you can get really stuck in your ways that you shoot. Like I, I, I still shoot the same way that I did say five, six years ago. So I often feel like I'm behind the times and actually a lot with editing. I feel like I'm behind the times because I like to, to stay with the way that I do it. But I think that can be bad if you don't evolve. I really, really do. So I struggle with that. Just like, I want to stay on my one path of how I know how to do things Yet, I know it's important to keep learning and evolving and change with the times and new cameras coming out. That's what I struggle with. And I do, I just, I mean, you have to look at it almost like work, right? Well, it is work for me, but you, you, you got to show up even when it's not fun, even when you don't want to learn those things. And then I think, honestly, I think that's where a lot of photographers start to fall off the wagon of like turning it into a career because they don't understand it's a lot of hard work to do this and not just one time hard work, every day hard work and constantly learning. That's my struggle. But I just know mentally, like you just have to show up and you have to push yourself to learn and keep evolving. You really, really do. That is such a great advice. You know, um, <clears throat> I think it's, it's, it's funny that uh, a lot of the things that kind of happen, in, whether in our head or, you know, it's, it's, it's usually doesn't it's not going to happen in real life, right? And it looks like you have guarded your mind and your mindset really well and just pushed through with whatever, you know, um, you know, doubt struggles with the change of platform, change of technology um, and everything. Um, my question is, how do you do that? Like what do you do, um, you know, because the, the mind is very powerful, right? When you believe you can, then you can and when you believe you cannot, then you cannot. It's as simple as that. But what do you do to, to guard that, to have that positive outlook, to keep pushing through even the hardest time, through, you know, all these changes and so forth? So, well, 
I, since, wow, this is a tough question to answer because I do photography as a career. So I know, and like, I know a lot of hobbyists, uh, you know, listen in on, on a lot of these things and the people that do it as a career. So I'm doing this for a living and it's not just like, it's not just my passion. So I, I think this so. is important. So I did start it as a hobby. I did not, I did not jump into photography as a career until like probably eight years in. So for a long, long, it was simply because I lacked, I obviously lacked confidence and just the knowledge of how to run a business. Those are the two main things that hold people back. So eventually it got to the point because I was just working as a server while I was hobbyist photographer. And, you know, I, as I get older, you know, it got to the point where it's like, okay, I, I need to do something with career wise with my life. So it's either I turn this photography obsession into a career or I go off and go to school. And I actually have this crossroads. I almost went, um, almost quit photography and almost became a police officer. And it was because I was doubting that like photography would pay the bills basically. So I, and I know many people end up in this position. So, I mean, you know, at that time when I was at that crossroads, I was making some income from photography, but it wasn't like I, you know, wouldn't sustain me for the year. So I just kept plugging away at it. And obviously I noticed like I, I didn't go off and do these other jobs. You know, I kept going out and taking photos and it was around 2017, 2018, 2019. Slowly the business just kept uh, like evolving for me by word of mouth because obviously I got better. So it started to look like, okay, I could really do this, but I can, I was so afraid to honestly take that plunge. And this is the important part of the story because I, I really was afraid. I needed like a major catalyst in my life to push me to go full-time into photography. So COVID was obviously one of those things, even though COVID took away all the work in the first place, it's kind of weird. It took everything away, but pushed me to go at it full-time, if that makes sense, because it, it just took away everything. And I also went through a divorce at the same time. So I had these, these two major things happen in my life and it, you like those things change you and I you know a lot of like why I wasn't doing photography as a career and actually why I got divorced um was was because of me so I had to become very self-aware and I did that and I became like mentally strong with a different mindset by I put myself in therapy and I knew I just needed to learn and keep learning and learning and learning and learning so that's how I changed my mindset honestly if it wasn't for those two major moments in my life I probably wouldn't have like this strong of a mindset because it all changed the way I see photography. And I, I now am at this point where like anybody is capable of doing this. Anybody is, but like, you have to understand what is involved to do it. And like, you really got to humble yourself too. Even if you take pretty pictures, that simply is just not enough. And your mind really needs to understand that. And if you can get to that point and you are patient, you can, you can do anything, honestly, anything with photography. There's that my is, answer. That is so inspiring. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's crazy. Right. Um, like sometimes we need that push right in life yep. to, to, to put us at the rock bottom so that we can, yeah we have a good foundation to blast off. That's that's what I usually say, right? And yeah. um, so how did you, I mean, you kind of, you know, scrape through that whole experience, but what is it that makes a big difference when you turn that around? Because, um, you know, when, when people go through that kind of thing, um, I think most people would get discouraged instead of encouraged. Um, okay, wait, you have to ask that again because it froze. 
Ah, sorry. So sorry, yeah, no, for, okay. when when people go through that kind of experience, when it's they go through a difficult experience, many people would get discouraged, not encouraged, right? But you turn this really tough time into something that you can strive in your life and actually doing something that you are passionate about, that you love, um, you know, as um, as your main way of living, as your lifestyle. So. How does that mindset shift, change? And what is it that makes a big difference? What is it that makes you encourage instead of discourage? Oh, I love this question. Okay, so when you hit that rock bottom moment, I think you, it doesn't matter if it's with your career or your relationships or whatever, you're at rock bottom and you're at this place where you just feel like you have no one, you're completely alone and you're just faced with yourself. Like you're faced with all those inner demons that you have and we all have them. And I feel like this is the defining moment of where people either blossom into this amazing person or they go down even further and they go down the wrong path. And I think when you're, when you're at the rock bottom, you have to make it like a choice there. So how I saw it was, it was like, okay, my career wasn't really taking off. I'll be like, my marriage failed. Everything just seemed like it was failing. And I'm a big believer in being self-aware and that we actually create a lot of our own problems, (laughs) no matter what it is. So I just thought to myself, I was like, all right, I can keep doing what I was doing before because that clearly drove me to the bottom. Like it did all of the steps that I was doing did not help me at all. Or I could take a step back and try to properly learn how to do this and do the right steps and start listening to people who know a lot more than I do and really, really like follow those proper mentors and those healthy people. And that's what I decided to do because I felt like I had no choice. It was either it's going to get worse or you can turn this around and start doing things differently and it'll get better. And it got better. That is great. Yeah. I think, you know, um, one of the biggest thing that I got from your answer is there like it, you, regardless where you are in your, your life or your struggle, you never really lose that believe in yourself you know you decided to go back and then um build um you know build build it over again start over again and that's that's amazing you know um i'm i'm so inspired just by listening to this uh, <laughs> we're all capable Everybody yeah. is. it's totally in the mind and it but like the thing is is it took these really hard moments to get there so it, it like flips a switch almost so i'm grateful not well i'm not grateful for the bad things but I wouldn't be who I am without them. Truly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for not for sure. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the hard times is the the things that define who we are today, right? So that that's yeah, that is such a great answer. So I'm um, thanks for sharing that. Um and what so for people out there, um, you know, you, you say that like uh, anyone want to pursue this full time or, you know, want to pursue this passion and make it your lifestyle, you can do it. Um but you also mentioned that you just need to make sure that you have, uh, you understand that it's, it's not um, a, a path to heaven or something like that. It's not going to be a smooth sailing. So take us through your experience as a professional photographer and um, some of the things that, some of the challenges that you came across and um, how can people um, learn from this journey so that if they do um, decide to pursue their passion full-time, they, it, it kind of, you know, it, it makes things easier for them. What, what would that be that you would share to these people? Well, I think I'll start off with like the struggles. So we're talking, we're, we're talking about it like as a professional career at this, at this point, right? Okay. So the struggles are 
okay, you, you definitely have to recognize the struggles first because it helps. It helps understand, okay, well, this is hard. Why is it hard? So it's not really, being a professional photographer, it's not like you don't really go to school for this. You don't, there's not really like a roadmap laid out. And a lot of other photographers are very, very private. And like you can hire mentors, you can do mentoring sessions, but there's not really like this laid out step-by-step plan for photographers. And most people will always kind of drill it in your, your mind career like a lot of people look at it and it's like oh okay that's not you know photography is I have a fancy camera I can just do it right like there's just this whole stigma around it that it's very challenging to do as a career which it is I'm not gonna lie but I think the reason why it's so challenging is because you are a business owner like there's no really other way to do photography as a career other than running your own photography show I'm sure you could get some jobs in big cities with other people but you're running a business and not everybody is a business owner so there's all these skills that you have to learn and you don't really have anywhere to look other than YouTube or trying to read about it online. So you'll feel you don't really have like that support. It's not like you're going to university, you have all your classmates with you, you have a teacher that is kind of accountable for you, right? It's it's just different. So you're, and because you're alone, like there's just no one to turn to. So those those are the struggles. And I find it with photography and doing photography as a career, it's very, like you have to mentally understand what it's, it's, it's the mindset. Like you just have to be aware of these things, but know that there still is a way forward. And if you can keep pushing and keep learning and keep growing and change your perspective about it, like you will succeed. So how I do this is I mean, I constantly feel like I'm learning, always, always learning, but I look at it like, okay, I've chosen this as a career. Let's say I chose to be a nurse, you know, that's four or five years of university. Why is my photography learning and my photography career business growing any different, you know, give myself a few years to do it. Right. And you kind of have to like, just as if you're deciding to go to school to be a nurse, you know, you have to figure out your, your finances to be able to go back to school, right? You're, you have to sort out your living situation, look at photography the exact same way and just be patient and give yourself that time to actually properly grow a business. Most business owners fail in the first year. They do. And that's okay though, because how do you learn? <laughs> you learn from every mistake that you make. So those were the struggles. But with the right mindset, it's totally doable. Anything is doable. It all is. That is great. <laughs> I love how you say that because um, I, I have, I gone through this phase, exactly the same thing where I thought by the first year, everything would just be right. And, you know, I go to the first year and then the second year. And then I was like, hmm, you know, it's, it hasn't, you know, happened the way I want it yet. And then. Um, I, I had exact, that exact thinking, like, you know, I, I was an engineer and it took me four years to become an engineer. And I expect that, you know, this thing will happen in a year, right? So that is such a great thing for you to say and mention. I think that really grounded us, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Because like, Just so give many... yourself time. That's all. Like, it's simple. And like, I get it, like, you know, like in Instagram and stuff, like, you know, some people are really made it overnight and stuff. Okay, you know, that, that they, that's their path. And, you know, for most case, there are a lot of things that kind of line up with that. And also, um, is the reason why I made this podcast is that most people that look like it's an overnight success actually have put a lot of work behind it. And, oh, you know, yes. you just see that change and you go like, 
well, he was like this yesterday and then he's like this today. But what they didn't see is this like all these years and months and weeks of, you know, being depressed, being struggle, being having that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's that is such a great thing for you to share. Um, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. So um, you uh, like, you know, like recently um, the NFT world kind of come in and um, you jump um, ahead in first and you just get in there and you know put yourself in there so tell me what is it that uh, make you make make nft um intrigue you that make you want to be part of the nft community as well as the, uh, the nft movement in the web 3.0 um, I, this nft thing has been such a wild ride i definitely did not think i would be they, like here in the nft space like last year at the same time i, would, I didn't even have a clue so I think I'm like everybody, every, all the other photographers that were curious, you know, you just come in and start listening and see what's going on. And then by how it's like everybody's supporting each other in the community building, which is great and amazing. But I do think that there's a lot of negative stuff in the NFT space around this community, around the community stuff. So yeah, I just kept like listening and kept showing up every day. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll try to start building something here and, and seeing like where it can go. And I just kept, I just noticed I kept showing up every day. So obviously I had an interest in it. And then, you know, I, I, you get to your first collection that you put out and then something happens there. That's like, oh yes, I can keep doing this. And then you go to your second collection and you keep going on and on and on. Now I'm about four months in and I would say I'm pretty invested into this NFT world. And like how I see it now is like this is, we are, I, I truthfully believe we are on like the edge of that, this change. And especially for like web three and all of that, I, I believe it's the future. And then I thought to myself, I was like, okay, well, what if it's not? And what if all this fails? If it fails, it's okay, because I can always go back and do something else, right? I can go to other one other income arm of photography and start investing in that and take this year of failure, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. But if I don't give it a shot and let's say it does take off, right? If I invest in it and it just skyrockets, well, I'm here and I'm ready for it. So that's that's where I sit at with the NFT space right now is I do believe it's the future. And if it's not going to be the future, I've accepted like I'm okay with that loss and that I can fall back and go and do something else. Like I'm okay with the failure if it fails, but I don't believe it's going to fail. Yeah, that's that's great. Thanks for that insights. And you know, you, you mentioned that there are a lot of uh, positive and negative and, um, you know, um, you know, having been in this space for quite some times, what are some of the positive things that you have seen from this NFT space and um, make you kind of think that this is a great way for artists to be recognized, to be able to sell their art, as well as to be, um, you know, to, to authenticate their art? Well, it's so funny. I don't know if you were the same, but I will probably say a lot of photographers before, if they're in the NFT space, before they came in the NFT space, they likely didn't see their work as art. So there's that. That's that's definitely changed my perspective with photography as I, I now am like, okay, like this totally photography fits into the art world. I mean, photography is a medium of art. So it's changed my perspective on how I see my own photography, definitely. But there still is a difference between like wedding photography and your fine art landscape prints. There, there is. So I don't really consider, you know, going to shoot a wedding and delivering them 1100 image, images art. 
Like, well, maybe it is, but in, in my mind, it isn't. So there's that. It's definitely changed my, my perspective on how I view photography. And now I'm more so looking at like an artist path because an artist path is actually a lot different than a photographer path, but photography is just the medium. So that's really important to uh, note if you do decide to come into the NFT space, like you're you're turning yourself into like an artist basically. And then you're great. There's a, a different way to, to like build your brand as an artist. And it's been fascinating, the learning journey of the NFT space. And like what I noticed, like the positives again. So obviously the community building, how we do all want to succeed and we do all want to support each other. It, it is very, very connecting. Um, the only thing I will say with the community building and a little bit of the negative is that we're all still human and we still have those other sides of human emotions like jealousy and anger. Like just because we're community building doesn't mean everything else goes away. And I don't, I like, I, I think people, you can't be naive when you come in there. You, it's not all sunshine and roses. It's like anything else in life. So that's, that's the negative that I don't think people really realize when they come in. Yeah, no, I think I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, people kind of um, see this. Actually, you know, before I go through this, um, I, I would like to ask you, what are some of the, the negative thoughts that people, um, you know, if, if you ever have people come across you and, you know, say like, you know, like, uh, what, what are you doing this? Like, um, you know, NFT is a, a scam or whatever it is. Do you have any... Um, objection or any doubts from people about NFT and what are those negative thoughts that people think NFT is um, it's not here to stay? Well, I haven't like, I, other than negative comments, I haven't come across like a negative conversation with someone. I've definitely seen some of their comments on like my YouTube, Instagram, or they'll send a message like in response to a story I post about NFTs. Right now, I choose not to respond simply because um, a lot of it is about the environmental impacts that NFTs are causing. But I just like, I know that that subject is a lot bigger than what I know. So A, that's why I don't engage in that conversation. And I think for the person, the people who are constantly complaining about the impacts it has, I don't even think that they have the knowledge to understand it right now. And let's just say if it, you know, if it is bad, whatever, um, it's, it's clearly being worked on and it's evolving, like it's innovating. It's not always going to be this negative way that they think. So that, and that's usually the thing they try to kind of counter you with is the negative impacts on the environment. I believe that if people are being negative about it, it it's not, it's not going to be for everybody and that's okay. But if they are constantly being negative about it, it simply is because they're afraid. They don't understand. And that's our reaction when we don't understand is to be negative. So if I know it's going to turn into a battle, honestly, I don't respond. And I just, I, I just let it go. Because I, I also feel that like the NFT space is going to prove itself over yeah. time. Yeah, I, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, uh, I, I love that how you say that because um, it, it's funny, like people come to me and say, you know, like, oh, NFT world is this and that and this and that. And, you know, and I would ask to them, it's like, okay, um, you say all this, right? You know, where, where do you know this? Oh, there is this article and this article. And it's like, okay, well, do you own an NFT? It's like, no. Do you know how they work? No. It's like, okay, if you're not in it, then how do you know that it is all these bad things, right? It's, it's, yeah. like, it's like when, you, when, you, when you're running a business versus you're looking at a business from the outside. We, we could look at a business that looks like it's thriving, but it's, it's, it's struggling, you know, um, 
um, and about to go bankrupt. And it could be the other way around. It looks like it's struggling, but it's actually building a foundation and it's suddenly take off, right? Tesla was a good example where, um, you know, many, many hedge fund was um, betting against them because they think it's not the future, but Elon just keep investing on, on the, on the um, company to, to build that foundation. And now it takes off like there's no tomorrow. So yeah. it's, it's really funny when, when, when I heard people have this negative comment. And one of the things that I would always say is like, well, you maybe try to be in it, immerse yourself in it, and then judge it, right? Read the whole book before you, you judge it by its cover. And uh, with the environmental bit is, um, you know, everything, every change goes through struggle. Every change, yeah. there's always going to be pain when you, go, when you go through change. So it's the same with electric cars. Electric cars, you know, was disposable when there is any small changes or any small problems, they need to buy a whole new one. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that you shared that. Um, I think, you know, I, um, <clears throat> I, I'm a big advocate on the NFT um, yeah. just because I know the potential that the technology have, right? Because people think NFT is this like um, way of selling, but it's actually a tool. And, you know, the utility is yeah. just absolutely, yeah. we haven't even come across like, you know, know. 5% <laughs> of it yet. It's just like, just the tip, the very tip of the iceberg. So, and um, I'm a big advocate to, to help other artists to, to, to be able to mm -hmm. use this medium because I know that it's yes. good for them. So yeah, I'm glad that um that you share that. And um, going back to your photography, um, what are some of your most memorable moments um in in photography and um and and why? Like you know the photo that if there is one photo that you could pick, which one would it be? And you know why it is so memorable? <sighs> That's such a hard question. It is. I want to say okay. Well. This, uh, this will probably change in about a year. Um, the, but like looking back, the fondest memories that I had was actually right before COVID shut down the world. I went to New Zealand and at the time I was dating this fella and he's from Australia. So me and him went to New Zealand together for two weeks and he is not a professional photographer, he's a hobbyist. And that's all we did the whole two weeks was photography, but for ourselves. And we just to, like toured around the South Island. And I remember just not even being on my phone, nothing. We just toured New Zealand and took photos. Like it does not get any better than that. But sadly after that though, um, COVID obviously came like as soon as I got back home to Canada and he was in Australia and we were separated for two years because of, because of Australia, Australia is tough. And yeah, so it's like, a, I have so many fond memories of that trip, but also a little bit of sadness too, because it was probably the last time, like I've ever fully felt content actually in my whole life. So yeah, fun, but sad memories at the same time. Oh, that's great. You know, like, uh, I, I guess, you know, the big thing is like, you know, you um, uh, be thankful that it happened, right? Not, not yes. because, it, um, because it ends. So uh, I'm glad yes. that you had that experience because, um, I think it's really important, um, you know, what you say there earlier is that you create for yourself. And I yeah. think that's when we're really happy as photography, uh, photographer, isn't it? So, yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, there's definitely something to learn there. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. And um, <clears throat> so um, with the uh, going back with, um, you know, like um, now that you have your NFT, you have um, your, all these uh, means of, you know, being a professional photographer. Um, when it comes to um, like 
you know, life um, in, in general, right? Like being photography and being um, everything that you're trying to be in as a person is very difficult. How do you find that time? How do you find that, uh, that balance um, that, uh, you know, between spending time with your friends and families, um, between going out shooting, between hustling and grinding, between, you know, social media and so forth? Um, what, what are some of your advice to, um, to face that? Well, I feel like when you run a business, you're obviously you have, you have flexibility, which is good. Like you can, you can schedule all your own things in, but I just feel like naturally I'm, I'm constantly always working on it. But if I want to go out with like my friends or I want to go do something that is not photography related, which is actually very rare. Like my life is photography because even my friends are all photographers. Um, I just schedule it in. Like I don't, I honestly don't worry about it. But the thing with me, and this is probably important to know is that I don't have kids. I don't have like, I'm not married. So I, I don't even have family around me. So I'm fully able right now at, at this stage of my life to invest in photography. But if I want to go on a trip or I want to again, go out for dinner or something or go out for coffee, I just do it. And that's kind of the, the good thing about being a business owner is you don't have to ask for permission to have time off because it's like, and then I, I figure it out. Like it's, it's getting to the point though, where I would say I probably can't just take off as much as I want, especially with the NFT space because of how important right now in these early stages we are in with the NFT space to brand build. So I've, I've right now I've, I've kind of made this choice, you know, to like, uh, keep myself very grounded at home and not go off and do too many things because I'm focusing on the brand building, but I know that that will lift and then I'll be able to incorporate more back into my life. Yeah, that's fantastic. I feel like for people who have kids though, it's very tough. Like it's, you definitely got to work on your balance and schedules and yeah. So I'm fortunate in a way that I'm alone and I have all this opportunity to put into it. It, it's funny how you say, um, you know, like the work never ends because every time my friend asks me, it's like, so it's like, how's your day? You finish your work? It's like, well, it kind of never ends. Yeah, <laughs> it never ends. Like there's always something that I always something to work on with it's your brand something. building. Yeah. yeah, it's either Instagram. Then like the things that people website. don't really understand is work. Yeah. Updating your website. Your, your website always needs to kind of be like worked on. There's endless things, endless things, collections, videos, YouTube, like I'm always working on something. I think it's really the one thing I'm bad at because I'm a bit of a, I'm a scattered person. Like I'm just, because of my upbringing, I feel like I'm a little bit quirky and kind of weird, I guess. I'm not very good at creating my own structure. I actually work much better under someone else as in like, they will keep me on task, but if I'm given that for like freedom to myself, it's, it's hard to create a routine for yourself. So I, I'm actually also in therapy for business and to get help with all of this stuff as well, because it is challenging to grow. And I know I need a little bit of guidance. But that's great. Um, you know, I'm glad that you say that because um, I think many people are um, either not humble enough or don't have or don't think that you know asking for help is important and it, it was an eye-opener for me as well like you know like I was like I think I need to like learn this thing and you know I could learn it myself and go through you know um, all these years of trial and error or I could just go to someone who already know what they're doing and try to model them right yes. and of yes. course you have to you know fit it to your life and your um, yeah. your business and everything but at the end of the day you have most of the answer there that you can, you know, try trial and error instead of 
trial and erroring the trial and error, if that makes sense. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah. that's amazing, Sarah. And, um, you know, we, we come to um, the hour mark and it's been such a great conversation. You have dropped so many wisdom and advices <laughs> and it's, it's just been so inspiring to, 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 to learn your journey and you know um, how you turn a lot of that struggle into your strength and that is that is something that most people doesn't do enough that usually if there is a struggle there are strength that you could turn it into so that yes. is fantastic um yes. so one of the thing that i always ask uh, my um guests is that um if there is one advice that you can give to you know either uh photographers or even just people in general that you know might have come uh, come across um, the, the journey that you are in today, uh, what is that one advice um, that you would give them? Honestly, give yourself a lot of patience, no matter what you're doing. If you want to be a photographer or you want to be anything else, give yourself patience to grow it and to show, like, show up for it every day. Even if, like, even if you show up and put 30 minutes of work into it every day, it will still grow. Probably not going to grow as fast as someone putting eight hours a day in, but just showing up and doing something for, let's just say photography, your photography each day, it will grow and it'll keep growing. And then also to give yourself that patience and have integrity. So if you're going to fall, if you're going to do something, follow through with it. And that speaks volumes. Actions always speak louder than words. So let, yeah, that would be my advice. Patience and just show up. Fantastic. Well, uh, Sarah, it's been a pleasure to have you here. Um, you know, um, do you want to... Um, like let us know how can the listener um, you know learn more about you or connect with you and, and get to know you better yes so probably right now the best way to learn about me and get to know me as a person is my youtube which is sarah lindsay next would be instagram again that is sarah lindsay photography i'm assuming we'll have links somewhere as well okay and then twitter if you want I think this is important for in people wanting to get into the NFT space because I offer a lot of help there. So if you want to learn about NFTs or any of that stuff, come find me on Twitter with the same handle. And then, of course, my website. I have my website, which is sarahlindsayphotography.com. Fantastic. Yeah, we'll include all that in, um, in the link on the description. So you could literally just go to the description and find those links. And don't forget to say hi. She is such an amazing person as you already listen to and uh, just so grounded so chill um, very approachable so yeah it's been such a pleasure uh, pleasure Sarah um, hopefully I get a chance to go back to Canadian Rockies and spend a yeah. chunk of it again but yes. yeah uh, it's it, it's funny you know because uh, I was there for two and a half years and and then I left and I got into the NFT space and I was like man there's so many so photographers there and like how come I never come across them so it's 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 funny how that works. I out. just moved here. I just moved to the Rockies, so I'm ah. past your time. But yes, there is. I do not care. Okay, I live here now, but I will say a lot of people do kind of stick within their own little groups. I noticed that. Yeah. But when oh well, that's okay. It's it's hard to meet people as an adult. Very hard. That's true, especially when everyone else in the mountain and the mountain is so vast. In, in yes, in, yes, in yes, so. definitely, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, Sarah, thank you very much for being here, for uh, sharing your journey, for, um, you know, um, um, sharing all those wisdom with us. Um, there's a lot of inspiration to be taken from that. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I always love chatting. <laughs>
Well, Weekend Hunters, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, if you haven't already subscribed, um, do hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss out on the next chat we have. And don't forget to give Sarah a visit, give her a shout out, um, you know, whatever you do, and check out her work, um, her banana work. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it is beautiful. <laughs> banana uh, work, yes. <laughs> but, you know, with that being said, thank you very much for tuning in, and I'll catch you guys next week.